Good morning, survivors, and welcome again to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, and I'm joined today by Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew. Today is day number 158 since we came back on the air, and today we're going to be talking about... Hang on just a second, please, Max. Agnes, you ready? I guess. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, shoot. Woohoo! Paper beats rock. So long, sucker. Best two out of three. No way, Jose. No changing the rules after the game starts. See ya. What was that all about? When you told us yesterday what you wanted to talk about today, Agnes and I got into a spirited discussion about who was going to be on the air with you for it, because we certainly weren't going to let you do it by yourself. This seemed like the only fair way to see who got stuck with it. You know, it's this kind of thing that really eats away at my morale. You could just stop doing these stupid things. Or I could just stop telling you about them. Tempting. It's honestly tempting to take you up on that. But no, there really does need to be a responsible adult in the room. So, tell the listeners what's on tap for today. Today, we're going to be talking again about where the zombies might have come from. I've got a new hypothesis, and this one's different. I've been thinking about it a lot. Dr. Clark, have you ever heard of refrigerator mother theory? Yes, although I don't know a whole lot about it. My question, as usual, is where did you hear about it? This book that Agnes brought back. So for you and any listeners who may not be aware, refrigerator mother theory was a theory that claimed that autism was caused by a lack of maternal warmth. What's that even supposed to mean? That mothers needed an extra blanket during gestation? You know, the sex of alligators is determined by the heat of the nest where the eggs are laid. Very high and very low temperatures produce female offspring, but there's a zone in the middle, about 32 degrees Celsius, that can produce male offspring. Not that kind of warmth, Dr. Clark. I'm talking about parental affection. The observation was that mothers and fathers of autistic children weren't as warm and affectionate as the parents of children without autism were. Max, what's the copyright date on that book? I know what you're going to say. The book is copyright 1953, and the theory was abandoned in the 1960s. So what could that possibly have to do with what I'm talking about today? I hesitate to speculate. My hypothesis is that refrigerator mother theory doesn't apply to autism at all. Back then, they called it childhood schizophrenia, and it's well known as being a very poorly understood condition. But what if it wasn't any of the conditions that fall along the autism spectrum? What if it was an early, undiagnosed form of zombism? What are you even talking about? The first devices that we could think of as modern computers were developed in the late 1930s and early 1940s. Refrigerator mother theory was developed in the mid to late 1940s to explain a condition that nobody at the time understood. They thought it was autism, but what if it was something else? <sighs> what do computers have to do with it? Human contact. With the advent of computers, people started spending more time with machines than they did with other people. It started slowly, but as computing technology advanced in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, all through the decades, computing followed Moore's Law, which states that the number of transistors on an integrated circuit should double approximately every two years. Extra transistors means extra computing power, which means more time that we're all spending with machines and less with each other. So you're saying that because we started interacting with computers more than humans, that people started turning into zombies. I'm saying that the early form of zombism was mistaken for autism. Autism was never caused by neglect or coldness, but what if zombism is? Just before the big outbreak, social media and mobile devices were being blamed for huge spikes in feelings of isolation. If I'm right about refrigerator mother theory being to blame for zombism instead of autism, it could lead to a major breakthrough. Like what? Like maybe being nicer to each other could be the cure. 
Okay, so being nicer to each other is probably a good thing anyway. But what if it doesn't work? We've already been without our computers and our mobile devices for over half a year. How long are you speculating that it would take for the effects to reverse themselves? No telling. But I do think patience is called for. Don't give up being nice to each other just because we haven't seen any changes yet. Max, I have to say I'm surprised. Normally, these theories of yours are wildly irresponsible, bordering on dangerous. But this one actually led to a positive outcome. Thanks, Dr. Clark. I mean, it's still asinine, but if it gets people to be nice to each other, I can't really argue with that too much. When you started talking about autism, I was seriously afraid you were going to say the vaccines were not only causing autism, but also zombies. Don't be silly, Dr. Clark. Vaccines don't cause autism. In fact, we as a society should probably put a priority on getting vaccine technology back into operation because otherwise some pretty bad diseases are going to come back. I know vaccines don't cause autism, but facts have never gotten in your way before. And we were doing so well a minute ago. It felt like we were having a moment. We were. And in another moment, I'm going to sock you right in the jaw. Probably better sign off while I still can then. For Dr. Rosalind Clark, I'm Max O'Brien. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Until then, take care of each other.